welcome to another episode of Hashtag Woke Settler. I'm your host, Maddie. Today we are talking about the Highway of Tears. The Highway of Tears is located in British Columbia. It is a 725-kilometer corridor of Highway 16 between Prince George and Prince Rupert. Why is it called the Highway of Tears? Starting in 1969, many Indigenous women have gone missing or their bodies have been found on or around this highway. Florence Nazil, a widower of 14 years and a mother of six boys and two girls, named Highway 16 the Highway of Tears out of vigil in Terence, British Columbia. For context, a vigil is an outdoor assembly where people carry candles after sunset to show support for a specific cause, usually to protest the suffering of a group of people or memory of the dead. Florence Nazil came up with this name because she was thinking of the families of the missing and murdered Indigenous women crying over their loved ones. She also founded the first walk on Highway 16 for missing and murdered Indigenous women after her cousin's daughter, Tamara Chipman, a 22-year-old mother, disappeared near Prince Rupert in 2005. Tamara Chipman has not been the only Indigenous woman to go missing on or around this highway. The exact number of missing and murdered women is unclear. Most believe it is over 40. The national number of missing and murdered Indigenous women in British Columbia is over 1,200. There are 25 unsolved cases out of the 27 women that I did some research on. Shelley Basque, Maureen Mosey, Monica Jack, Monica Ignaz, Colleen McMillan, Pamela Darlington, Gail Ways, Michelle Pear, Gloria Moody, Alicia Germain, Roxanne Tara, Ramona Wilson, Nicole Hoare, Tamara Chipman, Alia Sarik Ogier, Lana Derrick, Delphine Nicole, Alberta Williams, Helen Frost, Virginia Samper, Cecilia Nicole, Dina Bram, Bonnie Mary Joseph, Madison Scott, Immaculate Basile, Anita Thorne, and Doreen Jack and her family. All of the women are indigenous except for one. Her name is Nicole Hoare. She was 25 years old and went missing on the 21st of June, 2002. She was last seen hitchhiking along Highway 16. Her case got the most media attention, and some people believe it is because she is white. Others think it is because her family and friends have more financial resources and media connections. Poverty from Indigenous families puts them at a disadvantage versus non-Indigenous families who have access to more resources. What do you think the real reason was? There was one case that really stood out to me. Doreen Jack and her family. The 2nd of August, 1989, was the last anyone had heard from them. Doreen's husband, Ronald, met a man at a pub in Prince George where the man had offered him a job. Ronald called his mom and told her that him and his family were leaving for two weeks. That night, August 2nd, 1989, at 1.30 a.m., was the last anyone had heard from them. How did an entire family go missing in one day? And how come the police can't find six family members? I think it is because the police always assume 
that the indigenous women were either drunks or prostitutes, so their death or disappearance is their own fault. They do not put a lot of effort into missing and murdered indigenous women cases. Out of those 27 women, only 18 of them were in EPANA investigations. EPANA is a task force that launched in 2005 for the RCMP. There are three things that determine if the case should be included in Project EPANA. The victim was involved in high-risk activity, such as hitchhiking or prostitution. They were last seen within a mile of Highway 16, and they were female. After EPANA launched, the number of missing and murdered women went up. To broaden the investigation even more, the RCMP uses a computer software called Viclas, in addition to other databases, and the geographical area investigated increased to 1,500 kilometers from 724 kilometers. The number of victims doubled over a 37-year period after the area was increased. I didn't happen to catch her name, but we're now going to listen to an Indigenous woman who was talking about her sister who went missing along Highway 16. My sister, and she was my best friend, and... Yeah, we just really miss her, and I still miss her, you know? There is a lasting effect on many people when one person goes missing. Her case is still unsolved, and it seems as if the police have stopped looking for her. There have been other steps that have been taken to raise awareness and to help prevent Indigenous women from going missing along Highway 16. There was a walk organized by Indigenous families for people who want to raise awareness to the missing and murdered Indigenous women along Highway of Tears. It started in Prince Rupert, British Columbia, and ended in Prince George, British Columbia on the 30th of March, 2006. Over 500 citizens attended including people who want to raise awareness, the RCMP, and various levels of the government. Gladys Raddick is a co-founder for another walk called the Walk of Justice Campaign, in honor of Tamara Chipman and other missing and murdered Indigenous women. We're going to hear a few words from her. It's been uh, very hectic, and, and the thing is, every step that all of these walkers have made, uh, especially during this Tamara's uh, walk uh, commemorating the 12th year that she went missing, it means the world to me that I have all uh, these walkers that have been raising awareness with me since our first walk, 2008, uh, Walk for Justice. You said that you do this walk every year. So um, how does this walk make you feel? When you're walking along those highways, when you've got a missing or murdered loved one, you can feel the pain. It's a very emotionally draining and spiritually draining journey. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. In 2017, women were given a helpful tool to prevent deaths and disappearances. Three bus routes for public transportation were installed along Highway 16 so women don't have to hitchhike anymore. It took over a decade for the public to persuade the government to create change. In 2018, approximately 5,000 people used the new public transportation just in the first year. We're now going to talk with Mary T.G., the president of the BC Aboriginal Child Care Society, about the new bus routes. 
How do these bus routes help Indigenous women? I think we all have known that we need a safe transportation system for so, so young girls and vulnerable people aren't, aren't hitchhiking. I came across this sign on the Highway of Tears that says, Girls don't hitchhike. There are three photos of three different girls, and I wondered why only three when there are so many more women missing. So I did some research. The Highway of Tears began with three teenage girls who were murdered within six months of each other in 1994. Ramona Wilson, Roxanne Thara, Alicia Germain. In 2005, RCMP reviewed their cases and found some similarities such as the location, the timing, their jobs, their age, their gender, and their race. Ramona Wilson was a 16-year-old indigenous girl. She went missing on June 11, 1994 in Smithers, British Columbia. She was going to meet some friends at a dance close to home, but she never made it to the dance and her body was found a year later in April 1995 near the Smithers Airport, close to Highway 16. Roxanne Thiara was a 15-year-old indigenous girl. She supported a drug addiction by becoming a prostitute in Prince George. She was last seen working the streets July 1994. Her body was found in August near Burns Lake along Highway 16. Alicia Germain was a 15-year-old indigenous girl. She was working the streets of Prince George when she disappeared on December 9th, 1994. Her body was found a few hours later near an elementary school just outside of Prince George, close to Highway 16. There is a song that will now be partly played called The Highway of Tears by the Big River Boys. It is about the missing and murdered indigenous woman along Highway 16.
this song was released in 2017 and is seven minutes long. The album shows a bus going down Highway 16 and the album is called 10 Years Too Late. The more you listen to this song, the more you hear. Highway 16 turned into the Highway of Tears, 43 women in 43 years. These lyrics really stuck out to me. I could feel the hurt that the missing and murdered Indigenous women's loved ones feel every day. Even after all these years, Indigenous women are still going missing along the Highway of Tears today. We need to add more bus routes and have police patrolling the area to make sure no more women hitchhike again. This needs to stop. It is unacceptable that only two murderers of over 40 Indigenous women were caught. Bobby Jack Fowler and Gary Taylor Handlin. The rest are walking freely. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Woke Settler. Stay tuned for more upcoming episodes.